You're listening to Saturday Morning Rewind with Tim Nidell. Let's go back in time when turtles roam the sewers of New York. A masked duck protected the streets of St. Canard. I am the and knowing was half the battle. Go, go! It's time for Saturday Morning Rewind. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Saturday Morning Rewind. I am your host, Tim. And you know, it's it's been a while since I thanked my, my good friend, Larry Kenny, for that amazing intro that you just heard. I know some of you probably don't know who Larry Kenny is, and some of you might know the name, and you might know his voice. Larry was the voice of Lion-O from the original 1980s cartoon Thundercats, which was by far one of my favorite shows of all time. And here's just a small little clip of the intro that you just heard, so you can compare it. You're listening to Saturday Morning Rewind with Tim Nidell. And here's what he sounded like on Thundercats. Snarf, you're supposed to be looking for Thundrillium, not stuffing your face. <laughs> we'll split up, get this job over quicker. You take that side, I'll take this side. Anyway, I'm so, so super excited that he was able to do the intro for me since I'm a huge fan of the show. And, and now we're, you know, we're friends. I've interviewed him a few times and great, great guy. So thank you so much, Larry, for doing that. Anyways, I am super excited to get these next few episodes out there for you guys to hear. And I, I need to thank somebody out there for... I, without him, I don't think this episode would have been possible, at, at least not at this moment. But at JamesAshley11 from Twitter, thank you so much for reaching out for me. He wanted to hear some voice actors and actresses from the X-Men animated show from the 90s. And so I did it. I reached out. I got a couple of them to, to do the interview. And... This episode is going to be all about Storm. Whirlwind from the heavens, engulf these misguided souls! Allison Seeley Smith is going to be joining me on this episode. She voiced Storm. This month's going to be a two-parter. Since I got two X-Men interviews, I wanted to release them both in the same month. So you're going to get this one on the first, and the next one you're going to get is going to be... Release on the 16th. So this one you can get Storm, and on the 16th, you're going to hear... You know what happens when I touch somebody. You want to end up in the hospital? Maybe it's worth it, no? <sighs> That's right. I talked to Lenore Zan, who voiced Rogue in the X-Men animated show. Rogue was actually one of my favorite characters in the in the cartoon, the other one being Gambit and, of course, Wolverine. But this episode is all about Storm. Now, going into this interview, I didn't know too much about these voice actors and actresses. Um, they did, I don't think they really appeared in many of the cartoons I watched, but this series is by far one of my favorite cartoons growing up, and it's still still amazing to this day. So there's a couple things I didn't know. Like I didn't know that Allison wasn't originally the original Storm. She filled in like midway season two and 
completed as Storm, but somebody else was Storm the first season in the first seven episodes. And then Allison went in and re-recorded the first season and second season as Storm. I didn't know that. You learn something new every day, I guess. But it's another great episode. And of course, I have a contest for all my loyal listeners. I'm giving away season one of X-Men on DVD. All you have to do is go to my site. It's at hitrockbottom.org slash saturdaymorningrewind.html. And on the left-hand side of that page, you'll see a contest form. Just fill that out. The secret word for this episode is going to be X-Men. I'll be drawing a winner on September 30th, so you have until the end of the month to enter. And actually, you can have two chances to enter, because the next episode, there's going to be a new secret word where you can enter in for a second time, so you have two chances of winning. But anyway, sit back and listen as I talk to Allison about voicing Storm and her thoughts on the X-Men movies. Let me just tell you real quick that I was a huge, huge fan of the X-Men cartoon. I used to wake up every Saturday morning, get the VCR going. I used to tape every single episode on VHS. And I'd sit there and take out every commercial, so it would be like a a flawless seam of of an episode. I (laughs) I was obsessed with that show. So I should warn you though that my memory is <laughs> at best. So you're going to ask me things, and my most common and most frequent response is going to be, "Oh shoot, I don't remember." But anyway, we'll see. <laughs> we'll, we'll just try our hardest, I guess. Just make things up. You know, they don't they don't oh, care. Just make things. That's no good. If you just say it in Stormer's voice, they won't mind at all. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, speaking of the voice, are you still able to do that voice? I don't know. I don't know if I could. I don't know if I could call her up. I know, I know. She sits in my chest somewhere. <laughs> there's, there's a sentence that I used to say. It was, Professor Xavier. Sauron has manipulated Rogue's mind. She is not herself. It was. It was. Um, it was it's just kind of um, bad Stratford acting because I was. I was doing Shakespeare out in Stratford uh, at the same time. Yeah, I was going to say, Storm is a very dramatic, very theatrical character. You had to have some kind of theater background, right? Yes, yes. And I, I'm, a, I'm a creature of the theater. And like I said, at the same time that I was doing Storm, I was doing Shakespeare out at uh, the Stratford Theater Festival oh, wow. in Ontario. And I, I, hear, I hear a lot of the cast members were, were theater uh, people did you work with any of them in the past on other plays no no and and the the shock of it for me when i when i did this and when not only did i not know the um most of the other actors um but we very seldom got a chance to see each other oh um i'd been used to uh radio drama i'd done quite a bit of cbc bbc co-productions again sort of the big epic things i'm a, i'm a what they call a, a, a large size not not physically i'm actually quite short but <laughs> but i take up a lot of space my acting's big um and so i'd done a lot of these um radio dramas and so on and so i'd expected the same kind of thing a bunch mm-hmm. of actors in a room and we'd all play off each other except that we'd be at microphones and i would say that about 80 percent 
of the work that I did on the X-Men, I was by myself in wow. the studio. We just didn't, we didn't work together. It was just going down the list of cues on the page, so, which was really weird. For me. <laughs> <laughs> so would you at least record at the same time, you know, other areas or would everything be recorded and you just play off of what they already recorded? No, you were on your own. I heard nothing. Oh my goodness. I heard nothing. There was no, there was no storyboard. Um, there were no other actors. There was a script and a director for most of the time. And it was strange <laughs> for me because I wasn't really a cartoon watcher. I wasn't, I was new to this whole thing. But what I had going was this, was a really rich theatrical background um, and a lot of work in radio drama. So I knew how to play with a microphone. Uh-huh. But I, the wonderful thing about acting is unless you're doing a one person show, then there's always somebody to play off of. It's, it's, you know, it's action and reaction. And this was simply going down cues. There was nobody else in the room. Um, like I said, we didn't even see storyboard. Um, I knew what she looked like. Um, and occasionally, every now and again, if you were, if you were stuck, but, but because they animate to voice, um, uh, I don't know, they just didn't have many storyboards around. So it was, it was a real, it was acting. It was following direction. It was coming in with with some feel for the character and then being able to stay open and, and take direction. And I guess from the director's point of view, casting would have been everything. Yeah. Because there just wasn't there weren't that many other triggers, you know, in the environment. It it the person had to sound right. So you said you did that eighty percent of the time. What about the other twenty percent? Who did you have a chance to record with? Um I remember, I don't remember actors' names uh-huh. uh, at all. Um, I remember a scene with uh, a session where Wolverine was there. Um, Xavier was there. Huh. But I really don't remember many of them. We just, we were hardly, hardly ever together. I mean, I did another one, um, Delilah and Julius. And that was a completely different thing. It was, it was, I, I, in a lot of ways, much more enjoyable to do oh, yeah. because we were standing there and it was a whole bunch of really, really, really good Canadian actors. And we played, I mean, you were in your own world, but they were right there, four of us, five of us, six of us in a room uh, on mics. Um, and, you know, all you had to do at that point was it was just technical in terms of not stepping on each other's lines. Um, but apart from that, we were playing. I didn't play with the X-Men. I just, there was, there was no other energy really. And I can't, I mean, I say 80, but, but now that you've made me try to grasp for those <laughs> sessions when we were together, it feels like it's more like 98% uh-huh. of the time. Because I do remember about two sessions when there were other people in the room, but the rule on the X-Men. Now, this may have been me. This may have been because I was out in Stratford. I had one day off a week. Um, you know, uh, theater is a six-day week. So I recorded on Mondays. Um, I went straight from, I, I had, I was doing Street Legal, which was just a, a, an episodic um, uh, TV. And then I got this. I, so I went I was still out in Stratford, so it was only Monday, so I guess they worked around me, and if the other actors weren't available, and maybe they just got into the habit of recording me by myself, yeah. but 
it was a trip. <laughs> I bet. It was a trip. Wow. So how did you become Storm? I mean, how what was the process like of um, being cast? Okay, now that 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 one I do remember, even with my spotty memory, <laughs> um, <laughs> because it was the very first time I got in, went to the audition, and there were lots of actresses there, um, and we were given the you know the character breakdown and the description and so on, and she was from North Africa, and I'm looking around, going, oh well, this isn't going to go well. <laughs> I have no idea what a freaking North African sounds like. And I'm in the room, and I'm I'm looking by, and I saying, "Oh, there's Sabongole. Well, she's from South Africa, so maybe she's got this Africa thing down a lot better than I do." And there were a lot of of, of actresses there that I recognized that I'd worked with. Um, some of them were um, from the continent, from the African continent, various countries therein. And so, and but what was strange was there was actually. Uh, my God, was it a cassette player at that point? <laughs> it might have been. <laughs> um, but there, there was sound. There was either a CD or a cassette player. My, my, my brain is saying cassette, and I don't know in the 1990s. No, it was probably a CD. I don't know. But it was the first time I'd ever been to an audition, and there was a way to play back what the previous um, actress sounded like. Oh, really? They, you don't do that. No. You go to an audition and it's all about you. But there was, and they basically said if you wanted to, they didn't tell you that you had to, but there was this device <laughs> and there was a recording of the American actress playing Storm because all of us Canadians were replacements. Okay. And I was the last one. I think I was the last one to be replaced. Um. So there's the thing. So, you know, I listen to it and, and I'm trying to prepare to go in there. And I've got um, a choice. I can either go in there and try to do a so-called genetic African continental accent, or I can hear what this actress did and there was not a trace <laughs> of any kind of African. I keep seeing African yeah. accent because that's so, that's so stupid given the... the, the the size and the diversity of, of the continent, but you know what I mean. Yeah, there was there wasn't. It was it was an American actress doing a sort of plummy mid Atlantic thing, rounded. Um, it was deep. It was sophisticated. It was it was rounded, and that that was all I took away from that. I certainly didn't pick up on any kind of accent. So what do I do? What do I do? They're telling me that this character is from North Africa. Um, so do I. Do I do that? Do I do something ethnic? Or do I go with what I've heard? Why have they got this woman's voice here? So I figured the only reason they've got the woman's voice there is because they actually do want you to sound something like that, which had nothing to do with Africa. Mm -hmm. um, so I just did what I'd heard. And I got it. Wow. And I was, I was, the instinct was right. It was, and, and you know, the other thing that tipped me off was that for a lot of the actresses that were there, it was their second and sometimes third callback. Ah. Which meant that they weren't finding what they wanted. They hadn't called me first because I think they went with the actresses who had some kind of accident from the continent, from Africa. And, um, and that's not what the American producers wanted. <laughs> well, it, good. Would have been, it would have been what they would have been doing would have been far too 
ethnic for um, 1990s America. So the sort of rather plummy um, um, Stratford Mid-Atlantic thing with just, you know, the rounding of the sounds um, seemed to be what they wanted. So I was just lucky. I was just lucky that I didn't, I didn't, I, I went with that rather than doing what, searching for what would have been uh, a North African accent. <laughs> now, what, besides the, the, her place of origin, what did you know about Storm when you first signed on? Um, oh, not much. You would have read, I would have read whatever, however it was they described her. You know, I, I don't think weather witch would have been the, the word that they <laughs> used because that's what I thought of myself as the weather witch. Uh. Um, but yes, the, that she commanded the elements and they would have given you some kind of background. There were other things that you learned as you went through it. I mean, I remember a big one was her claustrophobia. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, that, uh, I remember that being her, her weakness. Um, um, but there were just, there were, you know, it's, it's really, Tim, it was about the sound. It was about the ability to commit to the words on the paper. There, um, I know there are probably actors who, who do the, the whole, you know, this is my background, this is my parents, my this, this is my, my psychological um, underpinnings, this is what I eat for breakfast in the morning. Um, I'm not really a method actor. I, I like playing in the moment. <laughs> uh -huh. um, that's why I like sort of, I, I do prefer being with people to feed because it's, it's about what you're feeling at the moment. Um, so that's what I brought to the role was to be able to feel each moment as it was happening and to be able to throw myself in it completely, whatever was happening at the moment without, you know, a lot of the, of the background details. I needed to know that my voice was in the right place. And once I knew my voice was in the right place, then the rest of it was reacting in the moment. And Stormy, I mean, she is such a great character. I'm sure she was, I know she's dramatic and everything. I'm sure she was a little fun to play with those words. Oh, yes. Yes. And I'm a word actress. So, <laughs> so I revel in, in words. And, um, you know, that's what I loved about the role was that she was so highly dramatic, which is where I live as an actress. And um, yeah, you got to have some fun with the, with the language, you know, and it just, it was perfect that I was out in Stratford at the time. So it's pretty seamless. Uh -huh. And see, uh, she's such a great, uh, powerful role model for women of all backgrounds and ages and everything. So it's a great character. Yes, very much so. Very much so. I mean, you know, just, just strength. Um, and I do, I play a lot of those. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, I guess it's where the voice sits. It's what I do naturally. So, but I am, I am lucky that in my, my voice acting career, I mean, you know, Storm stands out, but I had some of the most fun playing, um, an eight year old kid, Cleon, in uh, Monster yeah. by yeah. Mistake. And, um, Oh, what was the other? There's some. Oh, and I love playing Baby Bird in Birds. That was oh, great. really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That one was that one was fun. But I mean, Storm was the one that that I did for longest. It's the one that is probably the closest to who 
Alison is in terms of <laughs> as an actress, in terms of the high drama, um, and that kind of passion and uh, so it was it was great, and it was early. It was it was one of the first things that I did. It sort of it launched the rest of my voice acting career. So it was it was really cool. And then of course the reaction to it, Tim. That's oh, what yes. was amazing. Now I don't watch cartoons. I'm not really into it. So. It was, I, I was completely amazed at the reaction that I was getting, you know, and I'm here going, yeah, and I'm doing Shakespeare every night on this huge <laughs> stage in front of, you know, 11, 12, 1500 people, and you guys are like going nuts over a cartoon, and it was kids would gather around me, I'd see parents coming across when my kid was playing softball. You know, and there'd be parents coming across and going, oh, I'm sorry, I'm really sorry, I don't want to disturb you, but um, little Mikey here says that you're Storm. Now, I mean, I've told him that that's a little ridiculous. <laughs> like, no, actually, um, Mikey's right. And then you'd end up with, you know, like 20 kids sitting in front of you just looking up and going, do Storm. Um, but then you know that you've also made it when the, the, the tech crew, when the IATSE crew on a theater gig or on a film set, you know, when men are dropping the, the wiring that they're, and all the stuff that they're looping and they're going, um, you're Storm, man? Like, for real, you're Storm? Hey! And he's calling his buddies and, you know, and then you've got in the whole IATSE crew who's just downed everything and come over to go. And that's when I went, oh, okay, this is, this is big stuff then. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> yes, so. <laughs> and what was kind of cool too is, um, and they flew me down to LA um, to revoice a bunch of them. I remember that. That was, I think it was just, just post an earthquake. I don't know what year. I can't remember. But there'd been um, uh, five on the Richter scale or something. It was a, wow. it was a nice little earthquake. It uh -huh. was, you know, by the time I got to the hotel, you weren't allowed to go out on the balcony. Still, the pool had been drained, and there was a huge crack in the bottom. You weren't allowed to drink the water. Wow. Um, there were still aftershocks. So here's this kid from Barbados who spent most of her time in Toronto. Um, and then all of a sudden, it's just like, you know, the earth is shaking. You go into a restaurant, and there are people sort of very calmly. Are you, are you an L.A. person? I've, not really, no. I'm in Montana right now. Oh, okay. So I've been there a couple times. Like I've been there a couple times, but I'm not too familiar. Yeah. So, I mean, it was my first time there, and what was, like I said, what was really, really quite interesting was that it was right after this earthquake, and, you know, you'd be sitting there in the, in the a hotel dining room having breakfast, and, you know, your plate would start to just leave the table because <laughs> there's, the ground is tilting. And you'd look around, and people are just quite calmly sort of, you know, pushing their salt shakers back onto the table, grabbing their plates and stopping them from falling. And so you do, you actually sort of get this very... Um, relaxed attitude to the instability of the earth under you. But I went down and I revoiced, I think it was almost two full seasons um, and couldn't figure out why because our voices were, were quite close in timbre and then of course it turned out to be Oh, well, I don't know if I should say it in an interview because it wasn't a good thing, but I guess the reason that they did that was because she wouldn't get residuals. Most of the reason that they came to Toronto was because we did the buyout system. We were bought out for about um, 
uh, it's five years. Uh, what was interesting about the X-Men is that I, I never got anything from it at all. You're supposed to, it's supposed to be a, a buyout just for either three years or five years, and then you're supposed to be paid after that. Um, but for some reason, and I remember asking my union about that, and I think it was because it was pre some agreement or the other, but what it did mean was that the actress who had played it before me was now, the American actress was now no longer entitled to her residuals. Oh. Okay. Because they'd flown me down to LA and paid me oh, okay. to revoice all of them. Well, that's good. That's good news, at least. Yes. I mean, I made some money. I just thought it was kind of crappy. But, yeah, it is. <laughs> you know, because yeah. you're, you're thinking, well, you've been replaced on the show, but at least <laughs> you've got your visits coming in from the two seasons that you did. Um, so I felt really bad about it. I remember the guys who were doing the recording were saying, man, don't worry about it, man. If it weren't you, be somebody else. But I was, I felt kind of bad. I put myself in her place and thought, that's, that's a little crappy. Yeah, man, that sucks. Yeah. No, no. X-Men, of course, has made it huge. You know, you guys, I would say you guys were the start of the, the media buzz on the X-Men. And then came yeah. the movies. Were you ever approached to make a cameo on the movie? I know... Um, George Buza, he played Beast, made a small yes. cameo. Yes, yes. Oh, and I did. I've worked with did? George Buza before. That's right, because we've done, we've done radio drama together. Okay. That's right. Okay. Yeah, I said I hadn't worked with any of the I did. Now you've said his name, and I see him. Huge guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you were approached to be in the movie then? No. Oh, you nope, were. No, never. That's weird. Maybe, maybe Halle Berry didn't want to... And uh, you in there, she she cut you out of it. <laughs> who knows? Who knows? But no, it never happened. Did you ever it see the movie? Hmm? Did you ever see yes. the? What what yes. do you what do you think yeah, of, of the movie? The, I think I saw the very first one, and I sort of went, "No, she's not Storm. <laughs> <laughs> she's not powerful enough." So, I didn't see any of the others. Yeah, huh? you weren't missing too much after the first one. The second one was good, but the third one wasn't very good at all. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, Allison, thank you so much for your time. Um, okay. You can no go. problem, Tim. Um, if, can I get you to close the podcast as Storm real quick? <laughs> Just say whatever you want. Professor Xavier, Sauron has manipulated Rogue's mind. She is not herself. Thanks again for checking out Saturday Morning Rewind. I really do appreciate it. Remember to sign up for our giveaway contest that I mentioned earlier in the podcast. Just go to hitrockbottom.org slash saturdaymorningrewind.html and fill out a little survey on the left-hand side using the secret word that I used earlier in this podcast episode. And while you're there, check out the Saturday Morning Rewind merchandise you can buy and also follow me on Twitter and Facebook. All the links are right there on the podcast page. And also, don't forget to rip me on iTunes. Thanks again for listening. Here's a quick tease for the next episode. I hear you can change people, Doctor. Change them so they won't be mutants anymore. I don't want to live my whole life without knowing what it's like to touch another human being. Thanks again. See you next time. <laughs>